Live from the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Good morning, Arizona. Happy Sunday again with these beautiful clouds here in Sunny Slope just hanging over the mountains. We've had some pretty good rain around the state, and we have a forecast for more. It's been wonderful. Never can complain about a monsoon here in the desert. Boy, the difference in the hills around town starting to change. You know, driving up the mountains by uh, Squaw Peak yesterday, it's starting to pop green, and uh, so is South Mountain. Pretty much most places in the state by now have had enough water to feed the checkerwallas anyway. Anyway, welcome to the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We start off early Sunday mornings with absolutely nobody on the air, but when we finish up, it's kind of hard to get in. So if you've got a question, a suggestion, an idea, something different you're doing at home, some fun style, something new to grow, uh, we'd love to hear from you. The number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. You know, and here in the desert, uh, you know, rain is everything. And uh, we typically, I, I can remember actually the Salt River running bank to bank and washing out all the bridges. It's been a while, though. And uh, boy, we would welcome just getting the reservoirs full again. And we're on the way. And, you know, it's been nice up in the mountains, regular showers, nice in the deserts, got uh, the deserts greening up, and uh, no fire season this year to speak of. I mean, it's really been quite nice. And we're here at this weather that it's, you know, it's awfully enticing to want to go out and plant something. And there are things that plant, you know, very well this time of year. Perfect time to plant citrus trees, desert trees, and palms. All those will love it. Your standard desert types of shrubs, the ones that are really hardy, like Mexican bird of paradise and bougainvilleas and yellow bells. I mean, all those love this weather. The sages around town are just getting to be magnificent with their bloom. So a lot of things do like it. But now if you're going to plant roses or peaches, you probably still want to wait till October. Just not a bad idea. And this monsoon may not last the whole season. You know, it can be 110 or 15 again, uh, though we certainly don't want to anticipate it, look forward to it, or have any kind of dream that we want to show up here. But the mountains this morning, folks, if you haven't been out yet, are just absolutely gorgeous. The clouds are hanging over the hills. Looks like there's enough moisture in the air for a monsoon this afternoon. And we've got two lines still left open. The number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. We have Shira here on phones and music with us this morning. Frank and Mesa, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Excellent, sir. Hey, I have a quick question. I have a Tiffway 419 grass lawn, and I have two chase trees planted next to it. Um, they've gotten large, and underneath they've killed the Tiffway. Um, I've trimmed them up, and now the Tiffway's coming back, but I also have lots of little chase trees growing under the trees in the grass area. Um, what can I do to kill Well, the thing is, trees? right now it's kind of hot to use a 24 d type product, So, but typically uh, you could spot spray with 24 d which would be like weed be gone, and that would keep a from coming up. Are you going to plant a winter lawn? Um, we could do either. Well, welcome all. If you do, you know, the thing about having more come up and more germinate is if you put down a pre-emergent, you won't have the seeds germinate. So if you put down a pre-emergent, you know, in February, you won't have any more come up. And you can spot spray them when the when daytime temperatures are going to be below 85. So like in October, you know, there'll be oh. little, little guys and you can just come through and spot spray them with a little bit of weed and be gone and knock them right out. It'd be easy to do. Oh, that's great news. I would thought because there's like hundreds of them. 
Well, you know, this is procreation kind of weather, even in the desert. I mean, the bunnies are multiplying like crazy. You know, ground squirrels are out having a good time. And chuckawallas, hopefully, are making more chuckawallas. But at any rate, um, no, I mean, this kind of weather, everything germinates. So, I mean, you'll, you'll have all different kinds of things come if you wouldn't normally. But uh, of all things, the Vitex would be pretty easy to kill. You'll want to spray them, though, um, pretty much like the first or second week of October. The first time you see it's going to be under 85 uh, because they do go dormant in the winter. You can't kill them when they're dormant. And if you want to prevent more from coming up, you would just uh, go ahead and put down the pre-emergent in February. And if you want that lawn to be better, I would really thin and prune the, the chase trees. or uh, Not the chase that. trees, but yeah. the Vitex this winter. Really thin them out and open them up. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot. We'll do it. Thanks, Frank. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, let's see. Next, we've got Mark and Chandler. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Um, I know one of the products you regularly recommend the imidacloprid mm-hmm. um, for pests on trees. I was curious if you thought of something else. Um, the manufacturer says it's safe, but I wanted to know if you had any thoughts. Well, um, you know, I like to always that. be cautious with chemicals and, and okay. use them only when they're absolutely required. And, and in things um, like our own citrus orchards, you know, we can't use those products at all. And, I, you know, I wouldn't, uh, you oh, know, well, because we're um, certified organic. So, but there are things. There's not much else I've seen to do the same job. Well, right. On non-fruit-bearing trees, very mm-hmm. important. So only ornamentals. Telstar mm-hmm. um, by Fenthrin says it's safe for plants. Well, it's a completely different active, and Talstar is one that right. is commonly used, you know, in, in the nurseries. And, uh, you know, for ants and different things, as a contact killer, you know, it's, it's a very useful chemical, you know, too. So it would be safe for non-ornamental plants that well, you don't see a problem yeah, with? No, I, not at all. I mean, but not the, non-ornamental. I mean, non-fruit bearing. Well, it's, it's going to be things, you know, you're not going to spray it on. You know, what we worry about really is, is our bees and our pollinators and the, even our, you know, predatory and all the different beneficial and, you know, all insects, really. You know, nature's a wonderful thing and we don't want to hurt it. And so we want to use things as sparingly as possible. And, and to give you just an example, like in our own citrus orchards, you know, we use one shot a year of spinosad to control thrip, and that's the only pesticide that we put in the in the grove from the whole year. You know, we, we try not try to really minimize it and try to go as organic and less synthetic. You know, with our fertilizers as well. But um, you know, there are needs and times. You know, if we wouldn't have watermelons here if it wasn't for intermittent You couldn't grow them in Arizona. You know, so there are these chemicals, and there's times and uses and needs for them. That uh, you know, if we're going to grow a crop, we're going to have to use them. And one thing, and this is just for my um, uh, purple plum mm-hmm. that I called last week about those little white things crawling. Yeah, so the purple plums, you know, this time of year, it's, it's a rough time of year on purple plums anyway. It's, it's they're getting a break now with the monsoon, but they do they do have a tough you know tough go. But the thing is, they're not going to bloom again till you know January. So if you use an imidacloprid this time of year, it's safe because it's going to be out of the plant system before the bloom cycle starts. I was having trouble finding a product. Um, I'm hoping your store does. The big box stores. Oh, they do. If you look, if you look for as Bear as a manufacturer, okay, and Bear is the one that had the patent on the Nimacorporate originally. They'll have all different kinds. You could use a grub control. You could use a systemic rose food if you wanted to. I mean, that chemicals in dozens of products as the active ingredient, and it can be in a systemic fertilizer. Or it can be, you know, in something as as basic as a tr- all all you know, around tree uh, control pesticide control. I'm sure that they have it. 
Okay. It seems like Bayer took it out of a lot of their products. Well, there, yeah, it's 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 still going to be around because it, uh, you know, it's it's the basis of a treatment for a lot of different things. Mark, thanks for the yeah. call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next, we got Doug in North Phoenix, but uh, we've got four lines after Doug. Sherry's back here smiling. You know, she's been on the beach for a week or two. She's suntan now. You know, she's all blonde and suntan. But uh, give her a call. Number to call 602-277-5827. We can talk about the landscape of your dreams, your nightmares, how to grow it, where to grow it, why to grow it, why you might not want to grow it. Uh, but there's a lot of different plants, a lot of ideas, lots of things we can grow here in our, you know, subtropical desert. Doug in North Phoenix, good morning. Hello there. Hi, Doug. I've got uh, a real mystery, at least from my experience. I have uh, an area that has three, what I call pineapple palms. I think I've heard them referred to as Canary Island palms. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those three trees has... The only thing I can uh, think of to, to call it is it has collapsed all but a couple or maybe three of the uh, palm fronds coming up right smack in the middle of the top of the tree up there. All the rest, all the way around, 360 degrees, have just fallen down, just not fallen off, but just collapsed the, around the Doug, how, how old is the tree? Oh, it's it's quite old. It's well over twenty five or thirty years okay. old. I, I don't know. It was ten, here ten, when ten I ten or fifteen foot of trunk. How much? Ten or fifteen foot tall. The trunk on it. Yeah, I would I would say so. Yeah. Okay. And how is it watered? Uh, drip irrigation. Uh, that I think I have three on each tree. Okay. They've been that way for years and years and years. I haven't done anything different there mm-hmm. for a long time. Is it in lawn or rock? rock. And what do you use to control the weeds? Uh, I have a weed service. I'm not sure what the product is that they use. They do a pre-emergent twice a year and they do a monthly treatment. Yeah, I I would look for a chemical problem. I mean, really, Phoenix Canariensis, Canaryland date palms, whatever you want to call them, you know, one of the hardier palms here in the desert, um, really needing very little water. I mean, you know, truthfully, if you if you water them once a month on a drip system and they get one good deep irrigation a month, they'll do fine. They'll they'll thrive with more water, but uh, you know, one monthly irrigation will keep them healthy. Um, pest problems like wise, literally. Either overnight or from from a uh, you know early in the morning until the middle of the afternoon in a single day. And it's not like they they came down one here and two there. There's no chance you had lightning storms around your house, did you? Well, I mean I can't say that absolutely for sure, but there are three of them. Well, that there, close you would have happened <laughs> in the middle of the of the three. You know how far apart are three? So the one on each side of it, and th- those two are just. Perfectly normal, happy, growing, and uh... well, there are funguses that can they can get. Okay, that's not not very common with canariensis. Um, lightning is a real thing, and it, it can show any kinds of signs from a burnt part blown out of the side of the trunk to just the tree collapsing. There are funguses that they they can the get, but it's still upright and healthy and sturdy. I, I don't see any. Well, it takes a long time to crush the whole trunk on one of those, so yeah. that, that that's going to be something pretty unusual. Gophers are not going to kill one that fast. Right, you know, gopher will start to decline. Now this was like just boom yeah. out of nowhere. So I would say I just boom out. Of, I, I would say just boom out of nowhere. Your chances are a kind of lightning strike. 
Yeah. I mean, that's that's the only thing that I could think of take it down that fast. Fungus could, you know, if it had a fungus, but um, and it's not unusual for one tree to get stricken by a fungus and the other's not, except for the fact we're going to see a lot more funguses and queen palms and other varieties than we are canaries. You know, okay. canaries are pretty healthy. They're pretty immune. Insect-wise, there's a big boar that could bore a hole and go down and kill it like that, but it wouldn't happen that fast, and you'd see holes in the fronds up on the top. Um, and then there's chemicals. I mean, if there was some kind of chemical that got put around it, you know, around the base or it picked up somewhere, that could hurt, yeah. you know, that fast. But I uh, just can't imagine uh, the weed people would have done something around one tree and not done the same. Well, them. and then you that's, know, the and that's true. Like I mean, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Away, that, yeah. so. Well, it could be, but it's, it's unusual. Or it could be that the rain leached all the chemical down to that if it's a low point. I suppose. Okay. But I, I would look for lightning. Of course, it's kind of hard to anticipate right. new ones. But uh, And then I suppose in terms of surviving, about all we can do is whack off the ones that have collapsed. And I've got, like I say, maybe two or three at the top. But, boy, there's not going to Well, if they're standing up, what I would do is I would give them a heavy shot of fertilizer, which you've probably never done. And you okay. could use like a 21-7-14 lawn fertilizer. I would throw a soaker hose on it and run it for a couple days, three or four days. You know, take the fertilizer down and around the tree and see if it starts to push up new fronds. Yeah, okay. You know, as far as okay. a, fun, a fungicide, if you wanted to cover that basis too, you could take um, like Monterey disease control would be one way. You could dump it down the crown and put it around the tree, or you could take copper sulfate and do the same thing. And either one of those would probably work. But right. you know, if you do those things, you're doing everything you can. All right, and I guess then we have to just hope, huh? Yep. Say a little prayer, Doug. All right, good enough. Hey, thanks so much for your time. Bye-bye. We're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we've got three lines available, a couple ringing, and and we've got Shira back here smiling. Give her a call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Sit upon my windowsill Sat there Through the fall rain To watch that little bird Upon my windowsill Saw my thoughts of you go by again Picture of my face Reflected on the pane Is it you? Yeah, I remember how we talked before we said goodbye. Young to know the world outside our door. Laughed and said that love was free. Birds that fly the wind Rain and day Made me think of you once more Picture of my face Reflected on the pain Is it tears Or is it rain Well, welcome back, folks, to this beautiful, cloudy, maybe going to be rainy day in monsoon season here of 2022, one of the best monsoons I can remember in a long time. Looks like we have one line available, number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR, Isabel and Wickenburg, good morning. 
Good morning, Brian. Hey, I'm wondering if you can help me with um, some trees. Can you tell me what trees would do well here that don't have pods? Well, ashes, pistachios would be two of the best choices. If you want something truly clean, they're both deciduous. Mm-hmm. They'll lose their leaves in the in the winter, but they'll give you some nice fall color oftentimes before they do. And the ashes, Fantex and Fan West, or, you know, if you want a larger sage here, are both pretty good. Uh, you know, and another one is, um, you know, you could use the red push pistachios, a very nice tree. And if you're looking for something evergreen, um, you know, you could do fruitless olives. Will do very well in Wickenburg, and uh, mm-hmm. and make a nice evergreen, medium-sized tree. Uh, if you do any of the oaks, you're going to get a few acorns, but usually the squirrels will get them. They're usually not that many. So the live oak species could also make another nice evergreen tree. Okay, all right, cool. Thank you so much. Well, have fun. Have a nice uh, weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Walt in Cave Creek. We're staying north. Hi, Walt. Hey, Brian, how you doing today? Good. Hey, I went out to Cave Creek and dropped off my, my son. They were out there the other evening, and I hadn't been to Cave, Cave Creek in the evening for a long time. That is a packed uh-huh. town between Cave Creek and Carefree. There's a lot going on. There's a, a lot, lot going, going on. on at night. <laughs> hey, yes, sir. Um, I have a question. I have a orange bell that's about three feet tall that I transplanted a year ago and it just has not really leafed out very well and is still real spindly. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I do to get that going? Should I cut it back? Prune it mildly, maybe up to a third and feed it right now. Okay. You know, okay. and give it a, you know, you can feed it anything you have at home. miracle Grow 10, 10, 10, doesn't make much difference what you feed it. But give it a good dose of fertilizer and make sure it's it's watered once a week, you know, fairly heavy. Once a week. Okay, will do. And then one other question, is it a good time to um, trim um, hop seeds? You can prune hop seeds pretty much any time. You know, it's being a hardy evergreen. Uh, so okay. prune them for shape. The nice part about pruning them now is we've got about another eight, ten weeks for them to grow. So they'll grow and fill it okay. and not look pruned. And you know, that's a good point, uh, Walt. And it reminds me that now is the perfect time to trim bougainvilleas, too. So if you want to keep oh, bougainvilleas good. in bloom through the winter season, you know, if you'll prune uh-huh. them back heavy right now, we've got plenty of growing cycle for them to put out new buds and bracts, and they'll be in pretty full bloom by October. But those will last till December, so now'd be a great time to prune those as well. Would, would those two need uh, fertilizer now or not? If you want to, I mean, bougainvilleas when they're happy and healthy don't seem to need much, especially in a monsoon year like this one. But if they're younger ones, okay. and if you want them to grow faster, feed them. Very good. Well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate the info. Thanks, Walt. Have a nice weekend. Bye bye, uh, Joanne in Peoria. Good morning, Joanne. Good morning. Um, you're not going to believe this. My question was about pruning my bougainvillea. <laughs> so I'm, I've got Imperial Thai Delight. I think uh-huh. it's called. Trying to get them to grow um, along my wall. Okay. And um, sometimes they don't cooperate. And so I was just wondering if I could, if I should cut off the ones that are coming into the yard, or if I should just pull them back. But I think I should probably just cut them. Well, how old are the plants, Jen? Um, there's three this fall. Yes, 
street. Okay, so you could if you wanted to, if you want to encourage more growth up taller back on the wall, you could come through and stake them, you know, and put some more stakes in there. It's something to tie okay. them back to and tie those big runners back, you know, and then anything that's not cooperating, prune it off at the same time. But the reason why now is the perfect time to prune them is because we're going to have such a nice bloom cycle. We don't want to prune them in the fall because they won't come back. So whatever pruning you find necessary now is the time. Okay, that's perfect. That's all I needed. Thank you so much. Joanne, have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Oh, let's see. Next up, Carol in Peoria. But after Carol, we got Mike and Surprise. And we're going to find out with the news. In the meantime, we'll have some lines available at 602-277-5827. Hi, Carol. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I've got a question about my lemon tree. It's over 20 years old. It's always produced huge. And now it's so thick. It's healthy looking, but there's dead sprigs coming up. When mm-hmm. is the best time to trim it out? Well, the best it's time up- to really butcher a lemon tree is in February. You know, so if you really want to butcher, but you could prune a citrus, you know, anytime. You could prune citrus right now if you want to. If it's got limbs that are heavy with too many lemons on them, now's a great time to prune those or start picking so that they don't break. Um, and you could do moderate pruning back to it. As long as you're not exposing the wood, you know, the bigger limbs to the sun, right. you know, you can prune it anytime. So if it's bothering you today, prune it today. And this monsoon well, weather that we're having, you know, now's the ideal time if you want it to fill back in after you prune to fertilize it because with 100 degree weather and humidity citrus couldn't be any happier well that's what i thought too but i don't want to ruin it it's over 20 years old well you're not going to hurt it you know and you're not going to hurt a lemon by pruning we grow thousands of them commercially and for us to be able to harvest and work on our trees we're always topping and pruning and side hedging and doing something to the trees so that they don't get 30 feet tall so we can harvest the crop well, I'll call your store this week. I, I really would like to have an arborist. It's never been professionally, you know, it's really thick and huge. And <laughs> well, I don't I don't know that you need anybody that special to print it, Carol. You know, it might be well, a the, larger undertaking than what you would want to do. But what I would really recommend you do, if you hire somebody to come prune it, um, look for somebody with citrus experience and sure. go out and look at some trees they pruned before. Okay? Go out and, you know, okay. when you do an interview and you harvest a tree pruner or arborist or any of those people, what you always want to do is, is take a look at, you know, how they've prepared things before. You know, it's not like you can go to the restaurant and see the busy one's got the good chef, you know. So yeah. what you have to do is you have to go out and look at their work. So go out and see where they've pruned some trees before. And if you like the way they've pruned it, you know, then have them come prune yours. But just a couple pointers on citrus. You don't want to prune the branches so high that the sun get hit, gets hit by the, hits the trunk and burns the wood. Okay, so that's the most important thing. You could butcher them back as heavy as you want to in February and not hurt them. So you could take that tree and cut it down to eight feet and expose all the wood in February. It's not going to bother it. But, uh, you know, you could, and you can prune a little bit on it anytime. And, you know, and if I had one at home, and I do have one at home, you know, that's kind of what I do. We don't do the major pruning like we do in the orchards. We just come by and prune different things at different times. And my grandfather used to say the more you prune them, the faster they grow. And, and they'll certainly respond quickly to pruning this time of year. Well, that's what I'll do because the lemons this year were not as big. They were half the size. They well, if you'll were. reduce the size of the crop and the amount of fruit on the tree by pruning the tree back, you'll have larger fruit. Okay, we'll do that. Thanks, Carol. Bye-bye. Thank you. 
And Mike, I'm so, I'm trying to get you in before the break, but we got to find out what happened with the news. We got Troy back here, going to enlighten us in the world. We got Sherry answering the phones during the break, and I'm Brian here with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show every Sunday morning from seven to nine on ninety two point three FM KTAR. Everybody's looking as she goes by. They turn their heads and they watch her till she's gone. Lord have mercy, baby's got her blue jeans on. Up by the bus stop and across the street, open up their windows. Peak. While she goes walking, rocking like a rolling stone. Heaven help us, baby's got her blue jeans on. She can't help it if she's made that way. She's not to blame if they look her way. Just comes naturally. Now the girl can't help it. Welcome back, folks. Beautiful morning out there. If you haven't seen the sky, you got to get outside. You know, I grew up right here in Sunny Slope, and uh, I can look at the hills I used to hike. We used to go from, you know, we were at off of 14th Street all the way over the top of Squaw Peak. And, and in those days, we just had an awful lot of fun, and there's no reason not to keep it up. And what a beautiful day to go out and celebrate the desert. Anyway, three lines available. Number to call, 602-277-5827. Sure, back here on phones and music. Mike, it's a surprise. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Great, sir. Good. These monsoon clouds are beautiful this time of year. It's certainly fun when you're a native Arizonan. <laughs> okay. I just can't hey, imagine Brian, what they question. did thousands of years ago when they were farming here. You know, it didn't get them. It must have been rough. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I got a question on my Argentine cactus. Mm-hmm. I've got a cluster of about uh, six or six growths, and most of them being about six, eight inches tall. I had one about 18 inches tall, and within the last couple of days, it's leaned heavily uh, to one direction, and then the, I can see that the base of it is brown. Hmm. Um, it doesn't look good in that in, in that situation right there. But I've, I've staked it so it, it it'll you know grow straighter. But the concern is the brown at the base. Yeah, and the, the, what you want to do is probably take it and you know like a sharp knife or pencil, just scratch a little bit and see if it's bacterial rot and it's, it's kind of rotting. And if it is, what I would do is dose all around the plant with a heavy dose of powdered sulfur. I don't know of anything really good systemically, and we might have someone else call us, or I've got some friends I can call and find out more for next week um, on other treatments for it. But when they get bacterial infections in cactus, it's pretty hard to kill interior in the plant. Uh, when it's exterior wounds, you can cut them out, and powdered sulfur does a great job. And you could try that around rounded in the soil and you might even try you know something that eats eats fungus something like the monterey disease control and that could work systemic and on the roots both uh, you know through the foliage and through the roots and it would be non-harmful to it one question i did fertilize my citrus and as i went by that thing i threw a little citrus fertilizer down there 
Well, I've heard it. You, you might have a little bit of iron that just washed out of the citrus fertilizer you're saying. I mean, that would be the hopeful, you know, that cause. Um, mm-hmm. Too much fertilizer can hurt it, but, you know, a little bit, if you just threw a little bit of closed handful in there, shouldn't shouldn't hurt it at all. If you think that you might have fertilizer that's resting up against it, if you just hose it off, you know, wash it off, that would be a good thing. And as far okay. as straightening it, you can always stake it, you know, put one stake in the center and just leave it for a while. and. That'll be yeah, fine, but that. but the norm for the Argentine Giants is to grow up with the big main stock and then have lateral arms begin from the ground. Okay, all right, very good. I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. Powdered sulfur, you say? Powdered sulfur is good if you have. If you can, if you have an open infection, it works really well. Okay, all right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Brian. Bye, bye. Uh, Robert and Scottsdale, Tim and Scottsdale. Then it could be I don't know it's Lucille from Scottsdale, but anyway, we've got three lines available. Uh, Robert and Tim up first. Then we don't know who's going to be next. And here in the Whitfield Nursery Garden. So the number to call six zero two two seven seven five eight two seven. Good morning, Robert. Hey, good morning, Brian. Thank you very much. I first of all, I love your eclectic taste in music. Your bumper music is fantastic every time. We got to have fun, you know, I mean, life is meant to enjoy. There you go. So I have slipper plants in my backyard. I'm growing them. These are the ones that grow about eight feet tall. I'm just kind of just a small privacy fence with them. Uh And about a month ago, one was leaning heavily to the left. And I didn't know if it was getting not enough water, too much sun. When I dug down a little, I pulled out this huge mushroom that was just growing all around it. Uh-huh. That was about a month ago. And this week I noticed leaning a little, there's another mushroom starting to propagate. Well, there. this is, is this is fun, this do? is fungal type weather that we don't don't commonly enjoy. You can just take like that Monterey disease control and you can spray it all around the, the base of those. And it's pretty okay. good at eating fungus. Now, some mushrooms are going to win. You know, it's like penicillin okay. and bacteria. This is, you know, bacteria that goes the other way that eats fungus. But uh, that's what I would give a try to. And it's a it's a very safe, organic way to attempt to treat it. And it's called Monterey Disease Monterey Control. Monterey Disease Control. Yeah, it's Bacillus aquifilus 747, but it's a bacteria, basically, that eats fungus. Okay. That's that's what its okay. job would be. Okay. I will get some and put it on. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Uh, Tim and Scottsdale. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. How are you doing? Very fine. Hey, I have a question. I have um, mistletoe growing up in a Palo Verde. Mm-hmm. I've been chasing it, trying to get rid of it for a while. I, I took and broke all of it off as best I could, and I put a black garbage bag around it, wrapped it with duct tape, left it on for like a year, <laughs> and it created this big nodule, and I took it off, and all of a sudden it's sprouting again. Is there <laughs> any anything I can do? Uh, you kind of kind of have to cut and prune it out. You know, you could even um, spot treat it with, you know, basically some chemicals that would just be only on the mistletoe, but um, uh, you might find a herbicide that's kind of selective. There's a couple of different uh, thoughts, and you can find some of those on the Internet from the University of Arizona Extension Service. You know, the hard part okay. is, Tim, when you get in a neighborhood where there's a lot of mistletoe, and it's specific right. to different varieties of trees, there's plenty of birds that are around spreading it. You know, so it's just right. something you kind of stay after. You know, the good parts, it's not lethal in any kind of a quick fashion. The unfortunate parts that once you have birds spreading it in an area, they tend to continue doing so. And it's on a major, major branch. I, I pruned out, you know, I pruned out some of the branches just thinking, okay, because, you know, it'll grow back. The, you know, the, the tree will come back. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
I got one major branch. It's like there's no way I'm going to cut that branch. So I guess <laughs> I'll just try to spot treat it. And will spot treating it will it eventually hurt that that that. No, branch you're slowing itself? it down. It's kind of a you know really unusual plant the way it kind of you know germinates up in the tree and then roots down into the wood, you know, and then it right. feeds off of the tree. So it's uh, it's a special thing. <laughs> That's yeah, why it's okay. best used at Christmas and not in our trees. Exactly. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck, Tim. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Joey in Phoenix. Good morning, Joey. How you doing? Great. I uh, I have a some cannabis tree, uh, uh, sativa cannabis. Uh-huh. Um, it was budding just fine, and all of a sudden, they started to turn brown. And when I cut one of the stems off, I noticed a hole down the middle of it. And it goes all the way down to the root. You know, I, I haven't had that experience and practice growing it much in, in recent years. <laughs> but right. there, but you're, right. you're going to find people with a lot more experience than I have, um, you know, on the Internet. Um, my okay. The last marijuana plant that I grew, I grew in a dorm room at the U of A in 1977. You know, so it's right. been, been quite a while. That, and, and back in those days, the good part was, even though it was illegal, all we did is chopped it up and threw it away. But, uh, right. but at any rate, well, uh, okay. there's so much technology and different things being done. And it's so much experience, you know, with, with marijuana anymore and all the different uh, cycles and clones and going cuttings and grafting and budding. There's just a lot of different things to do. And I, I'm not your expert on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. I, I was just curious if you knew, knew the type of, uh, if it was a fungus or a, a parasite or something like that well you know most of the time if you're going to the, the problem is you're dealing with an annual plant that's not you know doesn't have a, a real long life cycle so it's not like we're going to be grafting it onto a citrus tree it's going to live 100 years anyway right. uh, but there's a lot of grafting that's been done with tomatoes and marijuana and, and, and potatoes and different plants that um you know is really really fun to do i just don't have the experience to be able to be give you good you know bases of knowledge to help you awesome thank you thanks joey bye-bye Oh, let's see. We're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we're going to come back. Um, we got a couple lines open. The number to call, 602-277-5827. Looks like Eleanor will be up next, but you could be after Eleanor in the Woodfield Nursery Garden Show. Give Shira a call at 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. Now I've been happy lately Thinking about the good things to come it could be something good has begun. Oh, I've been smiling lately, dreaming about the world at one. And I believe it could be someday it's going to come. Cause out on the edge of darkness, there is a peace train. Oh, peace train, take this country. Don't take me home again.
Share a call at 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. Want to take a minute and invite you out to Whitfields. You know, Whitfields, we grow trees. Started with my grandparents back in the 40s, mainly with citrus trees and continuing today to growing desert trees like mesquites and palo verdes. We have American mesquites, beautiful ironwoods. We have fruitless olives like Swan Hill, and we have beautiful uh, Wilson Eye olives as well. Whatever your dream is, if you love palms, you want them to look like the tropics, come check out the mules. No, they're not the cross between horses and donkeys. These are crosses between two Argentinian palm trees that flourish here and look like a coconut. Anyway, whatever the landscape of your dreams, our original store is at 824 East Glendale Avenue, East Valley Cooper, the same as Staples and Guadalupe, or 2647 Southern Avenue. Southern Avenue, straight south of the Sky Harbor Airport. Monday through Saturdays, you can go to our big tree farm at Stanfield. Stanfield Road, about a half mile south of Interstate 8. Whitfield Nursery for four generations, growing trees here in Arizona for Arizona's future. Okay, back to the phones. Couple lines open still, 602-277-5827. Eleanor and Goodyear, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Uh, I have a bit of a problem. I have a an olive tree. Actually, it's a grove. It's like three. It's like six trees uh-huh. in, in a bunch. Okay. And for the last couple of years, it's been uh, creating fruit like crazy. Uh-huh. This year, this I've tried to uh, you know catch it and bloom. They say there's a spray that you can put on it to prevent all the fruit. But my gardener couldn't even find the uh, the chemical around. Okay, the, the spray is called Florel. Okay, Florel. Uh huh. There's oh. another one, Olive Stop, but there's different ones. But Florel is, and basically, when you're going to put it on, it's going to be in March. And March. You need, you okay. need to watch. You need to watch the little flowers. It'll have little buds that come on it. When the buds start to open, that's when you want to spray it. And with two applications, you could pretty much eliminate all the fruit, Eleanor. Oh, well, this year, there's so much on it, it looks like a weeping tree. Well, it might be the year to get in the olive business, you know? Do you, <laughs> do you, do you have any Greek or Roman or European, maybe Italian blood in you? Make a little olive oil? <laughs> I wondered if somebody could harvest it. Then, you know, you might find that you actually have neighbors in, in your neighborhood that do harvest them. We have a lot of people here in the valley. You know, and here, really? in the, yeah, historically here in the valley, we had uh, Arnold Pickle Company grew lots of olives. This is a great climate to grow olives in. And out in Queen Creek, they make some of the world's finest olive oil right here in Arizona. So, oh, I know. Um, so there. while the crops can be a mess, uh, they, the fruit could be useful. You might just find a neighbor that wants to harvest them. Well, I haven't found one yet. Evidently, <laughs> I don't know how much work is involved. Uh, well, it is, you know, you've got to either pick the olives, you have to put a sheet or something and shake the olives to, to get the olives off. And, and there's different ways to, to process them. You know, commercially, it's like with lye and these really harsh chemicals, but there's a lot of other ways to pickle and handle olives. And um, I'm sure if you look, put it up on YouTube, you could find a neighbor there, somebody might want them. Well, what, when is the best time to pick them? Well, right when they're turning ripe and starting to fall. Okay. I mean, because, uh, well, I've got the quail in the backyard that is doing a good job on them. Well, and the quail love them. 
And uh, but the tree is actually so heavy that it's actually I, I I feel like I don't know how to brace it up. Well, you can shake them off. I can shake them off. Mm-hmm. They don't come off. Oh, okay. I never thought you, of you that. You can have your gardener guy go out and shake them. Uh huh. Or you can put on your you know like Jane and Tarzan suit and you know tie some ropes up there and bounce up and down on them. They'll, they'll shake. Them. <laughs> Is there a proper time to prune them back? You can prune olives pretty much any time of the year. You don't want to expose a bunch of the wood to the hot sun in the summertime. So we wouldn't do major pruning this time of year. The best time to prune them is in the early spring, January, February, kind of like citrus. And, you know, olive trees can grow for thousands of years and be maintained into a, you know, a moderate-sized tree for their life. Oh, I didn't know that. No, they're pretty special trees, Eleanor. But at any rate, uh, if you want to not have them, you'll spray them next spring. If you can find a friend that wants them, it's a great time of year. I'm sure the quails are happy. Oh, they're very happy. And your neighbors are going to love it when you're out there in that Jane and Tarzan suit. Okay, and I have another question with my navel orange. The oranges are splitting. Okay, so the reason why your orange, yeah, it's, well, not really. What's happened is your navel oranges didn't get enough water back in June and July when it was really hot. And then we're having this wonderful climate with the monsoon, so the fruit's expanding and getting larger. And because they stopped growing back in June and July, as they start to expand now with this happy time, uh, they're splitting on the bottom. And those that split aren't going to be usable. Uh, For the most part, they're going to split. It's open the rind, and then the the insects are going to find them. Yeah, and I have even this, well, a lot of falling off, too. Well, you probably have a lot on there, so there's probably a lot still on. So it's a glass half full, Eleanor. Hey, thanks for the call today. It is very full, yes. And have a nice Sunday. Thank you so much for your help. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, Mike in Scottsdale. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you graciously answer the same questions all the time, so I got one for you. My bougainvillea, I think there's uh, two days that you tell me I can peel them back. It's February and August. Is that, am I close? As oh, as far as pruning them, yeah, right now is a great yeah. time for the flower cycle. You know, right now is perfect. Right. And then February is probably a little early in the spring, usually about March. You want to make sure they're not going to freeze. Okay. 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 And that and that'll that'll produce blooms for the winter. Because well, yeah, that's that's what you that's back. what you really want to do is set them up. You know, and I have friends that come here from nurserymen and stuff from all over the world, and, and they brag about our bougainvillea that we, here in Phoenix we have some of the prettiest bougainvilleas anywhere on the planet, and because of our drier desert style climate and our mild winters. But yes, you want to get them pruned back heavily now. That way, they've got time to fill in new growth. The bracts will break out into full color in October. And then it gets cooler, and those bracts will last and bloom all the way through Christmas and New Year's. Perfect. That's all. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. All right. Well, we're going to see. We got, uh, yeah, three lines open again. 602-277-5827. Y'all have to keep Shira busy back there. or she come up with some really crazy fun songs. Anyway, uh, next up, we've got Kevin in Peoria. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Brian. How are you doing today? Great. Hey, I got two questions. First question, eggplant. Mm-hmm. I planted my three or four eggplants back in February of 21. So this is my second year crop, which were great all spring and midsummer. And then all the flowers dropped off. Now I'm getting flowers again. Can I trim those plants back and get another year out of them? Probably. You know, eggplants and peppers, you know, are the two you can have the longest. 
And uh, I had a friend down in Miami that used to grow like 10 varieties of eggplant system, 15-gallon nursery containers. And, uh, you know, with being pretty frost-free where he was at, you know, he would have crops on them year-round. And uh, so pretty good market there where he used to raise all those commercially. So you can do a lot with eggplants here. And, you know, prune them back is fine. They're not like, you know, you can't prune a tomato back. You know, but you can prune yeah. back peppers or eggplants, and uh, okay. it'd be a good time to do it. It'd be a good time to give them a light shot of fertilizer, something kind of high in phosphorus. You know, and if you didn't okay. care if you're organic or not, you could just give them like some Miracle uh, or Super Bloom this time of year, or even Miracle Grow. But both those are pretty okay. high phosphorus fertilizers, and that'll that'll push out a lot of bloom. And if this monsoon can keep up another three weeks, and then then we've skipped the heat of the summer. Yeah, I'm I'm already seeing a lot of blooms here last week. They got pretty pretty thin on the leaves, you know, uh-huh. mid July as hot as it was, but they're coming back fine. They they get watered every other day or every third day, so I keep on it. My second question is avocados. Uh-huh. I started a avocado tree from a seed in February. It's in the windowsill right now, about two feet tall. Is that gonna work here or am I just shooting myself in the foot? Well, that first song we had, you know, picture of my pain in the window pane. Well, <laughs> avocados are a fun plant to grow on a patio here. You know, if you want to grow okay. something kind of fun that you grew from seed and just have your own little avocado plant, very easy to grow on a patio, cool little plant, kind of fun to play with. Uh, probably will never have avocados. Like 99% okay. chance. Um, and it will be easier to maintain in that container than it will out in the ground. They have the other, you know, the problem here is it's too hot and it's too cold and it's too dry. Other than that, they love it. But um, right, right. for a patio plant, they're kind of fun. Yeah, they primarily grow out of San Diego and stuff. Yeah, and in San Diego, they don't grow down in the valleys. They only grow up in the hills because down the valleys, they freeze. Right. You know, so even in San Diego, you don't see avocados everywhere. Okay. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Kevin. Bye-bye. Have a nice weekend. Well, it looks like Troy snuck back into the uh, booth here, so he's going to enlighten us on what's happening in the world. And Mr. Troy Barrett's going to be here with the news. Shira is going to be on the phones while they're wide open during the break. She welcomes your calls at 602-277-5827. It's Brian and Shira and Troy here with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Yes, it's Sunday. From 7 to 9 on 92.3 FM, KTR, Troy's here with the news.